Welcome to the Functional Medicine Radio Show with your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga, known internationally as the Functional Medicine Doc. Dr. Carrie is committed to helping patients find the root cause of their health problems and fixing the cause with natural treatments so they can feel normal again. Dr. Carrie is the founder of Functional Medicine Ontario and is the author of the hit book, Reclaim Your Energy and Feel Normal Again. Please welcome your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Functional Medicine Radio Show, the only internet radio show dedicated to giving you real solutions to improve your health. Not only are they real solutions, but they're natural solutions as well, because as you know, the one and only true wealth you have is your health. I'm your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga, the Functional Medicine Doc, and I'm committed to helping you find the root cause of your health problem, fix the cause with natural treatments so you can feel normal again and live your life to the fullest. Just a quick bit of housekeeping before I introduce today's special guest. I'm happy to announce my first book is now in print. The title is Reclaim Your Energy and Feel Normal Again, Fixing the Root Cause of Your Fatigue with Natural Treatments. I've discovered 14 root causes of fatigue. I like to call them the fatigue factors. And in this book, I explain eight of the 14. I've had some amazing feedback on how easy it is to read and understand. It's not full of technical, doctory language like most books written by doctors are. And of course, the book also includes my own personal fatigue story, along with four other stories from real fatigue cases from my private practice. It's available in paperback in Kindle forms, so if you'd like a copy, you can find it on Amazon or on my website, www.drcarry.com. During the month of June is my global book launch, so if you would like a free copy of Reclaim Your Energy and Feel Normal Again, you can go to the website www.reclaimyourenergybook.com and sign up to get your free copy. You just have to pay the shipping and handling. That's it for our housekeeping, so let's get started. Today we are going to talk about detox, and I'm very excited to introduce you to Marla Feingold. Marla is a board-certified clinical nutritionist, board-certified nutrition specialist, and a licensed dietitian nutritionist. Marla specializes in helping patients make diet and lifestyle changes to improve their health and vitality, inflammatory conditions, high blood pressure, diabetes, digestive problems, fibromyalgia, food sensitivities, metabolic syndrome, and fatigue. She works at Whole Health Chicago Center for Integrative Medicine, and her website is fitmydetox.com. Marla, thank you so much for being my special guest today on this episode of the Functional Medicine Radio Show. Well, thank you, Dr. Carey, for having me. It's such an honor, and I appreciate talking with you today. Marla, it's so nice to hear your voice because as a born and raised Chicagoan myself, and now, of course, I'm living in Canada, it's so nice to hear the accent of a somebody that lives in Chicago. <laughs> Chicago. <laughs> oh, hockey and sausage and yeah, hey there. It's a beautiful place to be. Everyone should come visit. It's got a lot to offer. And uh and our medical and functional medicine community here is starting to grow, which is very nice. It's very exciting. So, Marla, let's get started. I wanted to just ask you right off the bat, why is it or how is it that you are so interested in detox? Well, since our bodies have a huge burden of chemicals and stress and 
foods that we eat every day, it's a something that nobody can really escape from. So every person that's eating, sleeping, breathing, and living in any environment or climate, your body has to do this every day all the time. And if we think about um, how much work the body takes and how much help it needs, it's very interesting to see that you know we all have to detoxify something. So I, you know, it, it's a good. Um, it's a good area to want to make sure that you're supporting in your body in order to stay healthy. Did you have any health challenges that you found detox like really helped you regain your health? Well, I had a lot of fatigue issues uh, many years ago, and you know that was years and years ago. It seems now, you know, being an undergrad and working a lot and going to school and trying to stay away from the typical college diet, but, you know, it ran me down a lot, and when I was learning my undergrad, I was also a chef. Learning about food gave me a huge insight to see what I put in my body is really going to affect how I feel, and it's going to affect literally how my body's functions are working as well. You know, that makes me kind of reminisce about when I was back in chiropractic school, and that's 19 years ago now. (laughs) and uh, oh my gosh you can't even believe how I was eating it was just terrible and then when I went back and got my second degree as a naturopath I ate so much better but still you're just so busy that you don't really have enough time to really dedicate to eating healthy I mean that's just how it is and so okay let's let's get into today's topic so I wanted to have you on the show because you specialize in having personalized detox programs so that people can optimize their health. So I know that pretty much every listener that's tuning in right now kind of has a basic understanding of detox. Um, And I guess like they know that detox is good and that they should do it. But can you kind of delve deeper into like what exactly is detox? I mean, it's an important thing to know. Um... You know, the detoxification process is really your body's way of breaking down toxic or chemical substances, and that, again, can be in food and water and air and things that are topical, medications. It's your body's way of breaking them down so you can get rid of them and not damage your cellular health from them. And we get, you know, we get rid of them through a few phases, and we get them in from a few phases. Like I said, we get them in from ingesting them in food. We get um, toxicants and toxins from the air that we breathe and from things that touch our skin and our dermal layer. But the body can also generate toxins itself. So one area that I love to talk about and focus is stress. Being in Chicago, everybody is usually in fifth gear. It's a very high, busy, stressful place to be. And people forget that When your body is overrun, as we talked about, and tired, and you're working so hard and keeping up with your family and your kids and your job, your body can break down substances, create toxins itself, and we have to to break this down and excrete this. And we do this in functions in the liver. We do this also with excreting it out through the kidneys, into bile, into our stools, and we urinate things out. We also sweat things out, too. And so can you talk a little bit about the gut? I know that's really become, uh, well, I know it's a first, it's an important topic, uh, gut health, but it really seems like in the last uh, four to six months that it's really come to the surface. Like so many people are talking about leaky gut syndrome and how Mm -hmm. important it is to have strong digestive health uh, 
for your overall health. So can you talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. You know, there's a few things that happen in the gut when it comes down to our breakdown of food and our breakdown of chemicals. And when you're digesting food, you're releasing and liberating some of the actual physical toxic chemicals that are in there. And it can literally break down and degrade the intestinal lining. We also break down substances, like I said, into our um, bile, and then they are in our stools. So for a person who is excreting a lot of toxin into their stools, or perhaps somebody who's constipated, not moving their bowels daily and frequently enough, you're going to have an easier way of absorbing more toxins into your gut. And again, this causes damage. It can rub against the intestinal lining like sandpaper. We know that there are lots of toxicants that are now in our foods, and packaged foods, processed foods that are in gluten because of the way that North America has now changed and treated the farming of wheat and other gluten products. We know that there is a lot of um, toxins and pesticides in the food, for example, corn, eating non-organic foods. There are several foods that can be eaten non-organic, but many of them are sprayed and, you know, if you juice them, you're juicing toxins. And if you ingest them, you're ingesting them right into the gut, and you can absorb them and cause damage to the, the epithelial lining in, in the gut right there into the intestines. So let's talk a little bit more about the, the gluten part and the processing of wheat, because I think most of the listeners understand, like, gluten is bad. They've heard that gluten is bad, but I don't think they get... And I don't think they understand the entire processing of the gluten and using glyphosate and Roundup. Can you talk right. about that? Well, let's start with the gluten itself because a lot of people ask me, it's a fad, I took it out, there's yeah, gluten-free yeah. this, there's gluten-free that. You know, we don't really make the enzymes to digest the gluten protein very well at all. Some of the enzymes we produce are similar and that can break down the gluten and expose the protein or the prolamin of it even more which again, I explain to people, imagine sandpaper running up, running up against your intestinal tract and just continuously doing that till you have a problem. So the gluten also um, can trigger a lot of immune allergies and it can trigger a lot of autoimmune dysfunction. We're seeing a lot of that in Hashimoto's, thyroiditis, in simple thyroid disease, reactive arthritis, rheumatoid arthritis. We're seeing that even driven up in cholesterol issues, diabetes, and um, the fact that, you know, North American gluten is very heavy pesticide and genetically modified treated causes another problem. You know, the glyphosate is a, a huge problem that's going into the soil. It changes its structure in the soil a little bit as well, so it doesn't look like it's glyphosate, but it is. And it's a toxic chemical. It can bind nutrients. It bothers and disrupts the pathway of probiotic formation in the soil. And if we're saying that, you know, well, I, you know, I don't really need to do it organic and I'm not worried about it, we should all be very worried about it because the, the thought and the fear right now is they're finding it low enough in the ground that it's um, hitting the water supply as well. And so for our listeners out there, when you say glyphosate, that is the pesticide in Roundup. Yes. And so what they do to the, the wheat crops in Canada and the U.S., is when they go to harvest the wheat crops, they actually spray the entire field with Roundup, which is glyphosate, to, um, how, how would you describe, like, why do they do that? 
Well, they do that to act as a pesticide and bug resistance. So it is actually an antibiotic itself, and what this causes is bugs to want to avoid the plant. Unfortunately, right now, what's happening is that the plants are becoming glyphosate resistant. They use this to get rid of the weeds, to keep the pests away, but the plants are becoming resistant to, to glyphosate now. So they're spraying it, it's not doing its job, so they're starting to combine it again with 2,4-D, I believe, and, um, and make it a very much more potential harmful toxin to the food, to the soil, because it acts, as I said, an antibiotic, so we're losing our probiotics in the soil, and then we're consuming it, and you can imagine it does the same thing to our digestive tract as well. So again, for our listeners out there, this is a really good reason why we want to tr- why we want to try and eat as much organic foods as we can, and trying trying to avoid these genetically modified foods as well. Marla, do you want to just um, do you want to take a moment and and kind of tell our listeners like what are the top uh, foods that have the most amount of pesticides that that these are the foods that people should really always buy organic when they can. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I really like to use and practice the environmentalworkinggroup.org because it's an easy place for people to find information. It's the ewg.org. And they have out their Dirty Dozen and Clean 15 food lists. Um, one of the first foods I tell people that they have to eat organic is strawberries. Strawberries is not necessarily sprayed with, uh, with Roundup glyphosate, but it is sprayed with bromide, flame retardant. And we know that bromide can act as not just a interrupter to the endocrine gland, such as the thyroid. We know that it can act as a disruptor and actually bind iodine that we use. So strawberries is the one thing that it does not come in my home unless it's organic. The other foods that are very heavy, um, glyphosate and Roundup and pesticide treated, are things like apples and pears. You know, apples get solvents dumped into the soil early for early thawing because we have to keep up with cropping and supply and demand. The flowers on the trees are also sprayed. They do try to respray with some types of probiotic formulas, but, you know, my theory on that is there are so many different thousands and thousands of strains of different probiotics. Not all of them are meant to be sprayed onto the plants. Not all of them are meant to be in the human body. So I'm always wondering how they're figuring out which exact strains they need to spray back onto apple and pear tree. Uh, Your greens. Greens are usually very nicely sprayed as well. Things like kale and spinach and cabbage, um, leafy lettuces. These are things that are usually heavily treated. And a lot of people like to juice them. So if you're juicing non-organic greens, you're juicing a bunch of pesticides and then you're consuming it. Um, I think trying to, I also, you know, I discourage corn on almost every single program that I work with just because you can buy organic corn. It does not mean that it's non-GMO corn. And there is organic non-GMO corn available. But because of the reactions it does cause to the gut and it can lead to more leaky gut syndrome, kind of like that sandpaper reaction, I very commonly discourage corn as well as it generates inflammation because of its omega-6s. It's high glycemic. It can raise your blood sugar, which is also an inflammatory trigger and um, food sensitivity trigger, sensitivity trigger as well. So just a few of the foods that I, I really tell people, think about 
what you're buying and how you buy it. And there are other foods that you don't necessarily have to buy organic according to the EWG. There's things like mangoes and sweet potatoes that you can buy that are non-organic. So I encourage everybody to look for the Dirty Dozen and Clean 15 food list. So for our listeners out there, I'll make sure to put the link in the podcast notes um, to those lists. So again, that's from the Environmental Working Group. Um, they are a nonprofit organization. They're totally independent. They have such great information on pesticides and foods. They have information on all of the chemicals that are in your cleaning products, your uh, sunscreen. Sun, oh yeah, they have that sunscreen yes. uh, database, like try to get healthy sunscreens, um, all the chemicals like in makeup and shampoo and uh, body lotions, all that kind of stuff. It's a great resource to use. So I'll make sure that that's in the podcast notes. Okay, so we talked a little bit about what detox is. And so, so let's kind of shift gears now, Marla, and talk about um, are there any specific signs and symptoms that you see in your practice that you know this, we need to detox this patient ASAP? Well, <clears throat> there are many common symptoms that are underlying that people feel every day and they don't realize that their body is sluggish at detoxification. So it's simple things anywhere from migraines or headaches to seasonal allergies, fibromyalgia, body and muscle pain and joint aches, um, chemical sensitivities. If you walk into a perfume store, if you walk into your office and you can really smell that person's perfume and it bothers you, you have more chemical sensitivity, chronic fatigue, waking up feeling tired, uh, crashing in the afternoon. These can also be adrenal related, but the body can also be poor at detoxification. All sorts of digestive conditions, anywhere from Crohn's and colitis to constipation, irritable bowel syndrome, irritable bowel disease. Because remember, these toxins are coming into your system. You're ingesting them. They're working their way through your esophagus, into your stomach, and then into your small and large intestines. Menstruation disorders, perimenopause and severity. Just treated a wonderful woman with detoxification this week. And she said, I took them about until day five, but she's never felt better and her menopausal symptoms are now gone. With children, you can watch for things such as behavioral differences, concentration and focus issues, <clears throat> um, anger and irritability, poor quality of sleep. So I personally, you know, we live in a toxic city, one of the most toxic cities in the country, unfortunately. And I give my children antioxidants every day. So you, you've you listed a lot of different uh, diseases and illnesses and signs and symptoms. And, and, and the reality is, for our listeners out there, just about every illness, every sign and symptom of the body can be related to a problem with detox and a, and a need to detox. Mm -hmm. I find in my private practice, pretty much every patient at some point during their treatment program will, I'll do a detox for them. And for me, it's always doing the right thing in the right order at the right time. And mm -hmm. that's just like the basics of functional medicine. So I often get the question, Marla, of, okay, should I go to my health food store? There's like a one-week detox that I could like buy in a package off the shelf. Um, so my question for you, Marla, is like, what is a good detox? How long should people be doing a detox for when they start a detox program? 
Well, let's identify the difference, because this is a great question, between cleansing and detoxification. This is a common question I get all the time is, how does the cleanse work? Well, to me, a cleanse is really um, dietary modification. You remove all of the harmful and polluting and non-organic and uh, hard-to-digest food, and some people do diuretics during this and juicing during this. That, to me, is is a cleanse. Detoxification, to me, is literally the biochemical processes that's happening in your body that allow your body to take toxic substances, medications, and foods, as we discussed, and fat-soluble substances like hormones and toxic vitamins. Your body actually biochemically will break them down and make them very water-soluble, and this is the way that we're able to excrete them. So this is actually... A detoxification is a biochemical process that's going to happen in your body, primarily in the liver and the kidneys. So I try and let people know that when you go to your local store and you see a juicing cleanse or a cleanse, that's really great. It's going to help you. You will probably feel better because you're not putting all this harmful and insulting food that makes you feel bad into your system. But your liver and kidneys still need the vitamin, minerals, and nutritional support in order to make this process work. And so as you're talking about detox and the biochemical pathways, that if you can kind of picture in your head, um, if you've ever been to Disney World or Disneyland, there's like all of these different lanes to, to, to go through to just try and get into the park. Or if you've ever gone across the border, I go cr- across the border a lot because I'm always flying back and forth from Canada to Chicago to visit my family. <laughs> So there's always these different lanes to go through. So detox, there are many different lanes that these chemicals have to go through. So it's not just like one pathway, there are multiple pathways. And and I agree with that. And what's interesting now in topic and functional medicine and conventional medicine, catch on to this a lot as well, is we're talking about people's different genetic variability to be able to detoxify. One person might be a better detoxifier for one food or chemical compared to another person. I have people that have, for example, dental amalgams, and they've had them their entire life. They never bothered them a day. I have other people who had a metal filling put in, and it's changed their whole life and changed their health. They may be a different or poor detoxifier of the chemical substances or metals that are in their fillings. We look at detoxification as a way to get this, this um, state, these stages moving and then to keep your body in good maintenance. And that you did ask, you know, if I suggest um, the length of time somebody detoxes, you know, I commonly will start off people with a 10-day detoxification to get them introduced to this so they can see how this works. But we will usually continue anywhere from 14 to 28 days. I really push people to try and challenge themselves after the 10 days to see, can I keep eating this way? And can I figure out, you know, with proper nutritional or medical supervision, can I figure out the proper nutrients to keep my body cleaning out stuff that I'm exposed to? So my next question for you, Marla, is that a lot of times people think that when they do a detox, they're going to feel bad, that it's actually a good sign Mm -hmm. that they feel 
bad while they're going through a detox, like they feel really tired, they feel really headachy, like they're coming down with a flu, aches and pains. Um, is that normal, Marla? It can be normal, and the interesting thing about it is that sometimes toxins like to hit you one more time on the way out. So, I again, I love to educate people and explain to them why sometimes this is happening. Um, water makes a huge difference. Let's just start by saying that. But when you're breaking down these substances, remember we said that you're going to break them down, you're going to urinate them out, you're going to excrete them out in your stools. And a lot of times what happens is there can be some reabsorption of some of the toxins or harmful substances. And then you might feel a little worse for a little bit. And as your liver and kidneys and your body's excretion of capabilities amplify to keep up with the detoxification, you usually feel better. But it's not uncommon to feel a little more run down, to feel headachy sometimes. Sometimes this has to do with getting off of the foods you have been consumed for a long time, such as caffeine and coffee or tea, alcohol, sugars and food. So there's some detox symptoms that can have, you know, as a side effect of giving away. There's also some side effects that can happen if your body is trying to break down harmful bacteria or harmful toxins. It can be a little bit of what we call a die-off effect, and people can feel a little bit worse. I do my best to try and give people the right nutritional support so that they don't feel this way. But the easiest non-prescriptive thing to do is make sure that you are consuming plenty of water. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add to that to make sure that you're also pooping every day. Mm-hmm. So, if your bowels are yeah. not moving every day, that is not normal. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're, getting, we're starting to run low on time here. Um, so my next question for you, Marla, yeah. and this might be the hardest one to answer. And it's it's one that I get asked all the time when I'm being interviewed. It's like, what what is the one thing that people could do? (laughs) Uh, What is the one thing? Or can you give like three simple tips? Because I think it if is there simple things that we can be doing every day to just help just help our body every day detox a little bit better? Yes, we can decrease the insulting burden that we give our bodies, and that would be things in your household cleaning products, your personal hygiene products, you know, such as your shampoos, lotions, makeups, moisturizers. I do. I discourage the use of dryer sheets. Um, we can drink more water and eat a less insulting diet. We can avoid the high glycemic foods. These cause drive up a lot of inflammation toxic chemicals called lipopolysaccharides. Um, We can also try to eat a cleaner diet and encourage the food industry to make these foods. If we demand it, they will eventually supply it. So requesting more organic food, looking for chemical additives that are in your food. Um, A lot of times I go back to to the hygiene products. Sunscreen, this is sunscreen season. I encourage everybody to look up the toxicity level on the EWG of their sunscreen. And taking regular antioxidants, your fruits and vegetables that are high in the colorful rainbow spectrum will have higher flavonoids, uh, vitamins and minerals that are antioxidants. And you can, you know, seek help from a good clinical nutritionist, a good functional medicine doctor to find a regular antioxidant regimen, especially if you live in a city um, area that has high either industrial car exhaust congestion from these things. I mean, you're breathing in over six to 
12,000 toxic chemicals a day, you need to have a regular antioxidant regimen. And with that, I do encourage people to at least do a 10-day detoxification program of sorts three times to four times a year as the seasons change. So it sounds like what you're saying, Marla, is that pretty much across the board, most people that live in a city should be taking like their multivitamin, their probiotic, their fish oil, and some kind of a really great antioxidant to help support right. their detox Even pathways. Even, even doing a good organic mm, yeah. green, green tea. And, you know, nutritional um, antioxidant needs get very specific. Will you, and if you don't mind, I can mention some of those specifics. For Absolutely, those. yes. You know, um, we work a lot with N-acetylcysteine. When I give um, antioxidant vitamins, such as vitamin A, vitamin E, vitamin C, um, this is... These are vitamins that have to be given in balance. They recycle each other. So if you're taking a high dose of a vitamin E, for example, without enough vitamin C or, um, or um, pardon me, without enough vitamin C or vitamin B, other vitamins that recycle vitamin E, you're going to be left over with a lot of toxic vitamin E. The same thing goes for vitamin C. If you take a ton of vitamin C and that's the only antioxidant you're taking, you can be left over with a lot of toxic vitamin C. So a balance does need to happen between vitamin A, vitamin uh, the B vitamins, vitamin C, um, vitamin E. We use a lot of um, glutathione. That's easier to get now in a liposomal or an acetylated form. This is a safe form that can actually cross through the intestinal lining and get absorbed without being broken down. And glutathione is your body's master antioxidant. It is one of the most potential protectors that we have. I use a lot of green tea. Uh, we use a lot of zinc. Beneficial probiotics. Probiotics are protective. They're also anti-inflammatory. They keep your gut clean. Fantastic. So again, for the listeners, I'll make sure to have all of those nutrients listed in the podcast notes. Okay, Marla, you've given us some excellent information today. How can our listeners find out more about you? Well, I have a website. It's called fitmydetox.com, and I do personalized detoxification programs for individuals. And they can also find me at uh, my clinic online that's in Chicago, wholehealthchicago.com. We are a functional medicine center with MDs, DOs, chiropractics, homeopathy, clinical nutrition, Chinese medicine, acupuncture, herbal medicine, and it's an extraordinary tool for people to luck up. We have people that come to us from all over the country. We do have some people that have come in from Canada to us. We have amazing doctors here at Whole Health Chicago who really facilitate clinical nutrition as one of the main tools in their toolbox. It's been a pleasure and joy being able to work here. Marla, thank you so much for being my special guest today. This has been an awesome interview. Thank you so much, Dr. Carey. It's been a great pleasure. All right, that wraps up this very special episode of the Functional Medicine Radio Show with Marla Feingold. And I want to thank you, our listeners, for tuning in today. And I'd like to invite you back next week for another episode of the Functional Medicine Radio Show. As always, I'm your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga, the Functional Medicine Doc. Have a great week, everyone. You've been listening to the Functional Medicine Radio Show with your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga, known internationally as the Functional Medicine Doc. 
Dr. Carey is committed to helping patients find the root cause of their health problems and fixing the cause with natural treatments so they can feel normal again. Dr. Carey is the founder of Functional Medicine Ontario and is the author of the hit book, Reclaim Your Energy and Feel Normal Again. Please tell your friends about the Functional Medicine Radio Show, and we'll see you next week with more from Dr. Carey.